Hello and welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I am Kyle Hyman here with our good bishop, His Excellency Bishop Kevin C. Rhodes for a live version of Truth and Charity. Thanks for being here, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Great to be here. We had this on the schedule whenever we were planning Sherathon months and months and months ago. We we're going to do a live part of Sherathon. Well, of course, Sherathon isn't able to continue as we normally do it. So we've got kind of a, a new twist on an old classic, and we're doing our tune in for all in tonight at seven o'clock. And then we're also raising money all day today. So people can at any point call into the station, text in to the Holy Cross College text line 260-436-9598. You can just give a pledge and then pay later. Or if you want to give your credit card information and all that, we can take care of it right now. But we have a special thing. We'll get into it a little bit. But before we get into any of this, maybe we can start us in prayer. Yes. Do you know what feast day we're celebrating today, Kyle? St. Padre Pio. St. Padre Pio. Yeah. I have a nephew, Pio. September 23rd. Oh, you do? Sent him a little message this morning. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad you remembered that. You know, there are, when I have confirmations, um, there are a number of times where little boys, or little boys, our teenage boys will, <laughs> will choose uh, Pio as their confirmation name. Sure. So uh, we remember this uh, wonderful uh, Capuchin priest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest, St. Pius, a share in the cross of your son, and by means of his ministry, renewed the wonders of your mercy, grant that through his intercession, we may be united constantly to the sufferings of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. St. Pio of Pietrocina, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I, um, I was thinking about uh, Padre Pio, and um, of course he's famous because of the stigmata that he right. had in his hands, his feet, and his side. And um, But what a great... Um, you know, really contemporary saint. You know, he he um, he was canonized in in the year two thousand two, um, and um, you know he died in I believe it was nineteen sixty eight. But in any event, the um, you know he he was also such a a great example uh, for priests. Um, his dedication to um, his role as confessor, um, he would get up, have mass at five in the morning and, you know, hear confessions then after mass until noon. He'd take a break to bless the sick and people who came to see him. And then in the afternoon, he'd go back into the confessional. Hmm. So it was like 10 hours a day hearing confessions. And, um, but so many people came, not only from that region, but from around the world. And you probably know that sometimes when a penitent would come in, he would know, Padre Pio would know details of their lives that they didn't even mention. Right. Like a sin that they didn't say. Could you imagine your confessor doing that? <laughs> um, it helps you be thorough, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, but people were so edified um, by his, um, and of course, there were a number of people who reported cures. Uh, through his intercession. Um, and um, 
So he is a, a, a great saint, of, uh, you know, and I've never been to San Giovanni Rotondo in Italy, and it's one of the places on my bucket list I mm. really want to get there uh, to pray at his tomb and, of course, the famous hospital for uh, the alleviation of suffering that he, he uh, that really, uh, he urged that that hospital be built. It was nearby at, uh, on Mount Gargano, um, and um, that hospital's still functioning today. Uh, so anyhow, uh, we remember uh, Padre Pio today and ask for his intercession. And I just love it that we have saints that we have photos of, not just uh, yeah. paintings or images, you know, that, that they're so recent that the camera was invented and we have pictures of these saints and it's such a cool thing, especially with the stigmata. Like, I think sometimes we can think about St. Francis of Assisi had the stigmata, but did he really have it? Like what, what kind of scientific proof is there that he had the stigmata this, you know, so long ago, maybe it was made up, maybe it's a legend or whatever. Well, with Padre Pio, it's pretty clear. We have photos of him right. with his bleeding hands and he had those little yeah. kind of sock yeah. things over his hands a lot of times out of a human. And we had those relics here in our diocese a, a, a while back right. where people could see. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really neat. You know, one story I always liked that John Paul, our Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, when he was still the archbishop in Poland uh, back in the early 60s, he wrote to Padre Pio. And he, because there was a Polish woman who had throat cancer, huh. and he uh, wrote asking Padre Pio to pray for her. And within two weeks, she was cured. Wow. Um, so uh, it's neat how John Paul then ended up canonizing uh, Padre Pio a right. saint just a few years before. John Paul died. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I mean, there were like, I mean, I wasn't at the ceremony, but it was huge. You know, like 300,000 people there at St. Peter's Square. So a very popular, very popular saint. And uh, I always remember his his uh, his famous counsel, pray, hope, and don't worry. Right. You know, I think we all need to put that up on our refrigerator. Right. Pray, yeah. hope, and don't worry. Yeah. He said, especially he with said, the election coming up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He said, worry is useless. Mm. God is merciful, and He will hear your prayer. That's good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I want to mention a few things that we have going on right now. If anybody wants to call in and make any donation of any amount, we would appreciate it. It's going to help us to continue doing our mission as well as grow in our mission. We want to talk about some of the things that we are moving towards as a station. And uh, Bishop, we actually haven't had a whole lot of a chance to talk about some of these changes. And so I kind of want to talk about them publicly here about what we're planning on doing and how I think it fits in with the mission of the Catholic Church and particularly with your motto of truth and charity, the motto of this show. Uh, before we do that, though, one of the things that we're offering is to sponsor a show. So if you would make a donation or a pledge of $500, then we will uh, thank you at the beginning of the show or your organization or whatever. And that's going to help us not only do this show, but many other shows that we are currently creating and, and shows that we have for the future. So if you want to do that, you can just Call or text the Holy Cross College text line 260-436-9598. And the first five people that do that $500 donation will be matched. So we have a $300,000 goal for this whole fundraiser. And if five people sponsor five shows and that gets matched, that's $5,000 right there. So 
really helps us get towards our goal. But any amount as well would be very welcomed if you just want to do a $10 donation or $10 a month or $5 a month or however you'd like to support Redeemer Radio. We would appreciate your support. You can also go to this to the website, redeemerradio.com, and click on donate there and choose how you'd like to donate. So please call, text, go to the website, support Redeemer Radio, and uh, we will be kind of thanking people as it comes in. But also, if you have questions for Bishop, you can submit those as well. So far today, we've raised $17,490 towards our goal. And we really haven't kicked it in yet. We did some mentions this morning. We're doing some special programming throughout the day. The big event happens tonight at 7 p.m. You can register for that at redeemerradio.com slash all in. It's going to be a live video broadcast with a bunch of special features. We've got priests playing music. We've got... Uh, there was a priest that did a, a flip throw. It looked, I, I couldn't tell what it was, like a, a soccer ball maybe into the net. Um, so people can check that in. We got a lot of fun stuff and as well as the fundraising stuff coming up tonight, as well as kind of digging more into our mission, which we'll talk a little bit about today. Also here in the studio, we have special guest Anna Lazier, who's a student at the University of St. Francis, also an intern at Redeem Radio. Thanks for being here, Anna. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm really excited. I've been telling people about it all week. I was like, I'm going to be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to get your perspective on some of the things that we've talked about as a station as well. And you're going to be hosting a card game that Bishop and I are going to, you're going to be the judge yep. of the game. So we're going to play the Catholic card game here later on as well. But Bishop, I also know that you wanted to give a, a special shout out to the Widows of Prayer. Can you talk a little bit about them? Yes. I, uh, you know, reason I, this morning I was with them, they were having their annual chapter meeting and, um, and they're, you know, they're kind of like a hidden treasure here in our diocese. Hmm. These are uh, widows who have made a commitment uh, to prayer, and um, they have a whole regimen of prayer, and they pray for the church, they pray for priests, and they're just a beautiful group of women. And um, you know, they've grown a little bit. Uh, we have we have groups in Fort Wayne and in Huntington, um, and I just thought I would uh, just let the people of the diocese and the listeners know that we have uh, this this beautiful apostolate right here in our midst the Widows of Prayer. And if anyone's interested, um, one of the Widows of Prayer is actually works in our uh, uh, Office of Catechesis, hmm. um, and her name is Janice Martin. So if there are any uh, widows out there who are interested, would like to know more about it, they can contact Janice, uh, you know, just call the, um, the diocese and ask okay. for Janice Martin, 260-399-1411. Or they can contact her by email as well, jmartin at dioceseswsb.org. So anyhow, uh, I'm just really grateful for this, for these widows and how uh, it kind of reminds me in the early church, there was the order of widows huh. and, and um, in those first centuries of the church. And, and they were also uh, women whose lives were devoted to prayer. And we have that... Um, that apostolate right here. So I thank them and uh, and um, actually uh, I do count on their prayers. Yeah. And we have so much going on in this diocese that I keep learning about more and more different of these kind of, like you said, a hidden organization, these people that are praying, that are praying for vocations, the all these different 
organizations, apostolates, things that are associated with the diocese and things that are operating independently, like Redeemer Radio. And I think that we're really positioned in this diocese for a lot of great things. And a lot of great things have happened. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for things to be happening because of the resources, because of the dedication of the people of the diocese, the great leadership that we've had, you and your, your uh, not successors, your predecessors. predecessors, thank you. And one of the things that we did, and I don't, I, I think we've mentioned a little bit, but we haven't gone into detail about it. We sat down at the station with about you know, five or eight of us, took a three-day retreat and brought in some outside specialists to really examine our mission statement and our goals and where do we see ourselves in five years, 10 years, and kind of regroup and look at the future of Redeemer Radio. And out of that, a lot of things happened, including kind of a playbook for where we want to go. One of the things was a, a mission statement, which is to amplify the voice of the creator by fostering content that invites. And I thought maybe we could just break that down a little bit. Amplifying the voice of the creator is, is kind of a, a two-way two statement. One, the creator, God, we want to amplify his voice by sharing and evangelizing and sharing the gospel message. But also uh, a little C creator, if you will, those people that are creating content out there. There's so many great podcasts that we've come across, uh, great talks, audiobooks, other things that we'd like to be able to share with people and be able to amplify the voice of these creators who are in turn, ampli amplifying the voice of the creator. So that's kind of the first half of the statement. The second half of the statement is fostering content that invites. And I think that word fostering shows that we're not necessarily creating the content like we are with this show, but sometimes we are fostering content that other people have created and we want to help grow the audience, help increase the quality, do some coaching, help other people that are making content, help foster their content. And the last part, and I think this is maybe the most important to me, is content that invites, that we don't want to be divisive. We don't want to pe push people away from the church. And that doesn't mean we don't shy away from difficult subjects and we don't speak the truth or that we water down the message, but that we always keep that balance between truth and charity that we've talked about here on the show, that we welcome people not only to the radio station, not only to listen to the shows, but to the Catholic church, that people feel welcome, even if they believe differently, even if they are acting differently, that they still feel invited to the Catholic church because they belong in the Catholic church, even if they don't feel like they belong, even if other people have made them feel like they don't belong. We, we believe everybody belongs in the Catholic church. That is ultimately what God created you to, to be and to do is to, to be a Catholic. And so we want everybody to feel like they belong by inviting them and not pushing them away. So one of the things I thought maybe Anna, as a young adult yourself, and a, a little bit about Anna's story, she reached out to me as a student of St. Francis, said, hey, could I come and check out the radio station sometime, maybe shadow you for a day? Yeah, sure. So she came in, sat, got up early in the morning, sat in on a morning <laughs> show and, and some of the different things that we were doing throughout the day. And we had a chance to talk and hear a little bit about her story and, and where she feels called in the, in the future. And then, you know, I was really wanting some input from her and she followed up with an email that kind of addressed a few things that she thought we could be doing as a station, some ways that we could improve, some different ideas for new things. And they were all great. And all of this kind of led to this internship that 
She's been helping out at Redeemer Radio for what a, a month now. Uh, yeah, since the capacity. end of August. Yeah, yeah. And so, one thing I think it's important for us is we want to reach out to more young adults, realizing that that's an audience that's often leaving the church or questioning things, and to get input from a young adult herself, as well as somebody who is around a lot of other young adults. What are some things that you see as a need? for Catholic media as, as a young adult? Man, honestly, kind of a loaded question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. So I guess to kind of backtrack a little bit, what initially like drew me to, um, radio ministry was that it was so different from all the other kinds of ministry I had received and had been a part of. Um, in high school, I was really involved in in youth ministry. And then, of course, at St. Francis, I'm very involved in uh, campus ministry and peer ministry. Um, and radio ministry was just, it was so different. And I wanted to figure out what it was all about. Mm. I wanted to, you know, really, yeah, really figure out what was the goal, what was, what was the purpose, and how was it actually doing that. Um, and... I guess, how do I want to put this? Man, words are hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I shadowed you that day. Yeah. And and a few months later, I just kind of felt like, man, I need to send Kyle an email. Because I was just listening to Redeem Radio, and, and I kind of just felt a real need for um, something different. Mm. Uh, and that what I was hearing, it just wasn't sticking out to me, per, like me personally. Um, and kind of immediately after that, all of these ideas started coming to my head about, um, you know, things that have been very good for me in my faith journey and how I think that could translate into radio ministry. So like I said, my experience of ministry has been very much the in-person, one-on-one, mm-hmm. or in a small group, um, which obviously that's a little bit difficult to do over the radio. Um, but I guess I was just really trying to think of ways that that kind of connection and that intimacy could still be related. It could be, what's the right, what's the word I'm looking for? Um could be translated uh, through the radio waves yeah. into the average person flipping through channels on their commute to work. Mm-hmm. You know, how can they feel like they're being reached out? And, and I guess that's what, I mean, that's what I was trying to figure out. And I guess that's what you guys are trying to figure out too. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think there's two things there. One is we hopefully are a source to get people to these in-person mm-hmm events and ministries, because sometimes people are intimidated to just walk into a church and say, Hey, I want to be a part of your young adult ministry or whatever like that. Uh, Sometimes we got to ease into that. And and some of that comes from stumbling across a show or being curious or looking something up online, listen to a podcast. And so hopefully we can be part of that, that vehicle to bring people in. But then also, you know, if you're going to mass once a week or you go to a Bible study and that's now you're up to two hours a week. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other time in your day that you could be nurtured in your faith. And hopefully, yeah. you know, Redeemer Radio is a way to do that. In addition to the things that you are participating in in person that 
Um, there's, there's other things that are planting seeds that are uh, helping you navigate questions that you have or apologetics, things like that. Yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about is a term that we've kind of coined. I, I don't know that anybody else is using this right now is new apologetics in that Ooh. Redeemer Radio was formed partially as, a, as an apologetics station that we, I mean, originally it was just buying a couple hours on secular radio to play Catholic Answers, which is a, a, an apologetics question, an answer show. And just saw the need of people who had maybe been poorly catechized or just weren't really paying attention during religion class or whatever, that have these questions about the faith, whether they know it or not. And, it was, and I think there's still a need for that. But I think what's kind of changed over the past 10 years is the way people respond to these things that, especially young adults, don't just want to be told this is why the church teaches that and why. But sometimes there needs to be that, a, a more invitation, a softer approach, not just what you're doing is wrong. This is why it's wrong. But recognizing that we're all struggling, that we all have temptations and trials. And just because you're struggling with one thing and I'm not, doesn't make me better than you. Uh, but that kind of, we're all in this together and that we're all trying to do our best and we all fail. And I, I guess maybe some of it is a little bit of a, of a false projection of perfectionism in Catholic media that we might think that all Catholic speakers, all Catholic radio hosts, all of our priests are, are perfect. And then because I'm not perfect, then I'm not a good Catholic or, or whatever. But recognizing, no, we, we've all sinned. We all, uh, what is the quote? Every, not every saint ended well, but, or not every saint begin, begins well, but ends well. <laughs> and that realizing that, you know, the saints had pasts, had histories. I mean, we talked about St. Augustine a while back and recognizing that we're all flawed and we can all do better and we want to challenge each other to do better and having a more relational, like what you're talking about, the in-person kind of understanding where somebody's coming from and trying to speak to specific people and not just talking about somebody, but talking to somebody. So all of this is just kind of wrapped up in an approach that we want to embrace and to cultivate this kind of media. And I, I really do feel like it, it fits with your theme, what we've talked about in the past, truth and charity, that it's not just giving the truth, but also sharing with people that they are loved. They're loved by us. They're loved by the church. They're loved by God. And that, that being more of a foundation before we share truth. I don't know, Bishop, if you have any thoughts on that kind of an angle. <laughs> yeah, we're all fellow pilgrims on the journey and we're all sinners. And, um, I think one thing that will really turn young adults off, and, and it should, should turn all of us off, is is self-righteousness, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a pharisaical approach. I mean, that is not the way Jesus taught, or Jesus, Jesus didn't act that way. So therefore, we're called to uh, support one another, to help one another, to be patient with one another, to be forgiving. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very grateful that we have young adults like Anna, who are committed to the faith and are, you know, I think it's so important that, uh, and, and getting engaged and, um, and Redeemer Radio uh, taking this approach, I'm really, really grateful for. And that's why it's important to be vigilant about content. Mm -hmm. um, some Catholic media 
uh, well, the secular media, but even some of the some Catholic media, um, you know, has lost some of that. And I'm not talking about radio so much. I'm not as familiar, but but certainly some other social media where where you see no charity, right? You know, and you see judgmentalism, and you see even hate, mm-hmm. and that's so contrary to the gospel. It's it's um, I, I've said in relation to the title, truth and charity, one can have all the truth in the world and lose their soul. Yeah. If one doesn't have charity. Right. And also charity is part of the truth. Right. And um, and we don't mean that we have some kind of wishy-washy faith that it's just, just all about charity, but charity also is rooted in the truth. So you have to have both. Um, I, uh, in this polarized society, the church should be a... Uh, an instrument and a sign of unity. I'm going to be giving a speech tomorrow night at Holy Cross College on our political responsibility as Catholics. Mm. Talk about opening a can of worms, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially at this time. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to give an hour, you know, I'm going to have this printed in today's Catholic, but I see so much of the anger and so much, you know, and it just, it just breaks my heart when I see Catholics who have become, have kind of joined in this whole thing that it's, you know, um, and, and really it comes down to one of the seven capital sins, wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we see that. And I mean, I could talk about this some more if you want. I have a lot to say on it. Um, but uh, but anyhow, I, I hope I'm getting at what you're talking about in this discussion. Um, but I think it's really important, uh, and we we don't uh, impose our beliefs. We propose. I mean, it right. wasn't Pope Benedict said that, right? And it's the same with Catholic Radio. It's in all our evangelization efforts and in apologetics um, that you know we propose. And the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Catholic faith, is beautiful, right? You know, and it's something we should propose with joy and not with anger. Is, and how often does it look ugly? With, yeah. Whenever it is angry and this this kind of uh, divisive, and you know, maybe I, I was hoping that we could talk a little bit more about righteous anger versus kind of the capital sin of anger or wrath. Maybe we'll have to save that for a future episode. But I do think there's a lot of so much divisiveness, and and yeah, can we all just get along? Maybe there's some things that we just can't agree on, you know, but. We should still be loving. We should still be compassionate. We should still be caring. We should try to understand people that we disagree with and why they are coming from the place that they are, even if it's a, a sinful option that they're choosing. Uh, but to do it with charity, to do it with love is what we're called to do. And also to be joyful. Right. You know, nobody's going to be attracted to to ugliness, to right. nasty yeah. Hateful. Well, think about, I mean, think about someone like, well, I could mention a number of our saints, but I mean, here we've been dealing with the problem uh, of racism this summer, you know, and um, and you think about the anger when we see injustice. That's the righteous anger that you just mentioned. There should be righteous anger about abortion. Mm-hmm. There should be righteous anger about um, the killing of George Floyd. But Think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He, you know, mm. 
he saw the injustice of racism. He was justifiably and appropriately angry. But he was productive, you know. He, uh, uh, he didn't fall into hate. Dr. King, uh, you know, acted creatively to resist the injustice, and he affected change through nonviolence. Um, uh, you know, when someone responds to injustice with violence uh, that expresses hatred, um, anger is no longer creative energy. It becomes unrighteous anger. It becomes violent. Um, I think when we think about what I see today is, you know, besides sometimes physical violence, but verbal violence, mm-hmm. where you see people who may be justifiably angry about abortion, for example, or just when we should be, right, or justifiably angry about racism, but it can lead to a terrible sin, and that hmm. is if one's anger turns to violence or violence of the tongue, when it turns to rash judgment, slander, calumny, sins against the eighth commandment, that does not build up the church. Mm -hmm. That does not follow. That's not a a, a disciple of Jesus is not to act that way. The saints did not speak that way or act that way. Anger can lead to, to so many bad things. And I think in our society today, the devil's happy about the anger that we see in our culture that has even seeped into the church, that unrighteous anger, right. that capital sin of wrath. Yeah. All right, well, we need to take a break. I do want to thank some of the people that have already supported us on this mission. Uh, we have an Enid Leisure. Is this Enid? Is this a, Enid? Enid, that's this, my aunt, yep. She made a donation. Thank you, Enid. And then also we've had at least two people do the 500 donation to sponsor an episode of Truth and Charity that will be matched, the first five people that do that. So that's great. So every $500 becomes 1000 So Keith and, and Cindy Turner are donating in honor of their mother, Dolores Kais. So thank you to the Turners. Uh, also, Kelly Automotive Group donated $500. So they'll be a sponsor for a future episode. Thank you so much. Also, we've got donations in from... Mark Scudder, we've got Gabbett Remodeling and Construction, Nick and Jill Harris, and Brian Lytle so far. So thank you to all of those that are supporting Redeemer Radio. You can do that by going to RedeemerRadio.com, click the donate button, make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge, however you'd like to do it. Uh, Also, you could call or text the Holy Cross College text line 260-436-436. 9598. Again, that's 260-436-9598. And we have people at the station ready to answer your phone call if you'd like to call in and either submit a question or if you have a prayer request or if you'd like to make a donation to support Redeemer Radio. This is taking the place of our fall share So we do appreciate your support. We have a goal for $300,000 and we are on our way there and we've got a big thing tonight. You can register for that at redeemerradio.com slash all in. And that's gonna be a live event starting seven o'clock tonight. So thank you to all who are supporting Redeemer Radio. Please continue to donate. You can call or go to the website and we'll be back with a game that we're going to play, the Catholic card game, which I'm excited. I, I have yet to play it, but I 
did buy a copy recently, so I thought it'd be fun to play with Bishop. <laughs> and then also we've got some questions that listeners submitted, including one from my son, if we have time. So that's coming up right here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you're worried about your health, you go see a doctor. Worried about finances? Talk to the helpful folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? Notre Dame FCU. Welcome back to our live episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman. Here with our bishop, also joining us, is our intern for this fall, Anna Lazier. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also, she's going to act as our our judge and our host of our game. We're going to be playing the Catholic card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I want to issue a, a thanks. Uh, Chris and Carol Ann Eckrick have made a generous donation for Truth and Charity and for Redeemer Radio. So thank you. Anybody else, feel free to keep submitting. We Again, if you donate $500 or more, then we'll have a, it'll be a special sponsor of an episode of Truth and Charity, and the first five are going to be matched. So we've got two that came in already that I know of. Uh, any more, it'll be matched. So your $500 donation becomes $1,000 right off the bat. And any other donation is very welcome. So please, oh, we're up to three. Great. So, Sweet. And there to call or text? Is you, that- you can call or text or go onto the website, RedeemerRadio.com. The number for the Holy Cross College text line is 260-436-9598. And we have people answering the phone at Redeemer Radio with that number. So you can just call that and make your donation or just text. If you, if you don't want to stop listening to the show, I understand. You can just text <laughs> and uh, keep listening because we're going to play the Catholic card game. I recently interviewed the guy that created this mm. on the morning show, and uh, it just seems like a lot of fun. I ordered the game, thought maybe we could play it. Can you explain how we play the game, Anna? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, you guys have some white cards in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we do begin, you will draw seven of them okay. uh, for the seven days of creation, as it says in the in the rule <laughs> in the rules. Uh, and so for each round, I will grab one of these yellow cards uh-huh. and I will read it out to you guys. And so there is usually at least one, sometimes two blanks. And so for each blank, you will supply, a card. So typically you just supply one card. If there are two blanks, you put two. That's okay. beyond that's that's beyond the point. Um and so you will give them to me and then <laughs> I, I just, will I just look at my cards. Okay. <laughs> See it's it's pretty fun. And so you will hand them to me. I will shuffle them so I don't I don't you know, I'm not biased. <laughs> and then I will read them and I will choose the winner of the round, whichever fits I believe the best in our prompt. Okay. So, Anna, does that mean that Kyle and I are competing against each other? Yes, it does. Oh, good. It does. Okay. <laughs> For those that don't know, Bishop is very competitive. So uh, Yes, yes, you are competing. Uh, I think we will hopefully do best four out of seven rounds for the sake of time. But, okay. But that is up in the air. All right. So we do you, have some questions to get to. We so do have some questions. So. Let's begin. Mm. All, right. All right. So you have your seven cards. Your first it. prompt is love is patient. Love is kind. Love is blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Love is 
All right. Uh, Have our first entry. I don't feel like any of these are great. Yeah. Sometimes you I'll just gotta. This one. I don't All right. Know. Let's okay. shuffle these up. So I'm not. I'm not sure which one. So you're not going to be biased. I'm not biased. So do we I'm, stick with these six, or do we now draw another? Now one you draw another another okay. uh, card to get back up to seven. All right. All uh, right. So love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love is. is Trying to stay in the state of grace in the parking lot. <laughs> and then being married with 11 kids. That is, that is also true. Love is required is required for that. But um, let's see. Being married with 11 kids. Very Catholic. I love that. Um, <laughs> trying to stay in the state of grace in the parking lot. I assume that's like after mm, confession. Mm-hmm. Or like after mass and oh, everyone's like right. really annoying. It isn't getting yeah, out of yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is. Hmm. Who are you going to pick as the winner? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go first trying to stay in in the state of grace. Yes. Yes. That was mine. All right. Oh, man. All right. Okay. So So Kyle won Bishop zero. One for Kyle. It's anybody's game, though. It's anybody's game. We still have (laughs) six more rounds to go. All right. Our next, next prompt. Doubting Thomas wished he was known for blank. Doubting mm. Thomas wished he was known for blank. He probably doesn't wish he was known for being doubting. <laughs> so what would he wish to be known for instead? <laughs> None of these fit that. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes sometimes you just got to use a throwaway card. Sometimes. Okay. okay. I don't know. Got one from Kyle. Yeah, my, mine, mine don't quite fit either. Okay. So. Well, sometimes that makes them better. Oops. Hello. All right. Let's see. Let's shuffle them up. No bias. All right. We have an energetic church band. (laughs) 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 I kind of wish Downing Thomas was known for an energetic church (laughs) band, too. (laughs) And then naming twins Cain and Abel and wondering how it will turn out. (laughs) That's another good one. Wow. Man. Hmm. Okay. While you're deciding, we pick another card, right? Yes. Pick another card to get it back up to seven. Oh, boy. I think I'm gonna have to go for that energetic church band. Yes. Oh, ah, tie one game. For, it's a tie one to game. One. Man. All right. Round three. Jesus performed the miracle of blank, but it was never recorded. <laughs> the miracle of Jesus performed the miracle of blank, but it was never recorded. Hmm. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I, I don't. Do you have any good ones for this? <laughs> uh, All right. Oops. Also, I should note, if you guys do pick up a card and you don't, like, understand it or don't particularly oh, <laughs> particularly like it, you are allowed to throw it away. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, there's one I have to get rid of. Okay. Skillet. Skillet. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Why would I use that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's there a, might be the perfect question. Yeah. And the now perfect, you throw that away, it's going to be like the next one. The next, next one's one. going to be like, yeah, yeah. what was Jesus' favorite <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking yeah, yeah. item? <laughs> All right. Jesus performed the miracle of being first in line to board Noah's Ark, but it was never <laughs> recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus performed the miracle of naming kids after obscure saints no one's ever heard of, but it was never recorded. <laughs> Man. Uh, I mean, none of these are really miracles, yeah, but I feel, I feel like <laughs> these were, this might have been a throwaway like that was a round. Tough one. Yeah. But yeah, that is a that is a tough one. Man. Hmm. Being first in line to board Noah's Ark or naming kids after obscure saints. 
Hmm. I feel like for Jesus to be the first in line to board Noah's Ark, that's pretty miraculous since he wasn't, you know, physically there. <laughs> so I guess that one's the one. That's, the Noah's that's Ark. Bishop. Yes. That's Bishop. All right. Even though two, it wasn't a real miracle. It wasn't the, a real miracle. One, but yeah. we don't know. It wasn't recorded. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> All right. Next round. Mel Gibson's newest movie is titled Blank. Uh, <laughs> Um, Mel Gibson's newest movie is titled Blank. Ah, uh, man. All right. I think Skillet would have been a very uh, good response. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's shuffle these up. Uh, All right. Mel Gibson's newest movie is titled <laughs> Living at My Parents' House Until Marriage. <laughs> and then Mel Gibson's newest movie is titled Blaming Eve. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that actually sounds legitimate. I know. That sounds like kind of real. Man, I would watch that movie probably. <laughs> let's watch Blaming Eve or let's watch Living at My Parents' House Until Marriage. Man, this is kind of a tough one. I like them both. Skillet. Skillet. <laughs> Mel Gibson's movie, Skillet. <laughs> Man, I think, I think I'm going to have to go for... Hmm... I think I just like living. <laughs> I You're like, really good at building up I the know, suspense here. I know. I really like living at my parents' house until marriage. I think that would be a very interesting film to watch. Two to two. Two oh, to it's two. One point. It's close. Another point for Kyle. All right. All right. Next round. I would be the patron saint of blank. Uh, now, I suppose that does not have to reference me, or it could reference you, or it could just be... I don't know. Say that something. Again? I would be the patron saint See, of uh, blank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Oh. Uh, uh, would you add a better card? I, I had two good ones. I had two, two good, good ones. ones. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope you pick the right yeah. one. If you're going to beat the bishop, you're going to you're gonna have to do a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I would be the patron saint of offering it up. I wish. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I uh, wish. And then <laughs> I would be the patron saint of still saying and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> Was that 2009? Something like that. Uh, when the translation changed? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna say it doesn't was, seem like it was that long ago, but it, I think it's been a while. But you know, some people might still be saying, and also with you. And I guess I would be the patron saint of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, I feel like hmm, the I Holy think Church. That's the other one. The, whole, yeah, the uh, Holy Church. The Holy Church. I always say a little bit louder for those forgetting. For those in the back, louder for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like still saying, and also with you. I think that's 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 the one. That's oh. me. Oh no. Okay. Kyle three, Bishop two. Kyle three, Bishop two. It's, it's getting close. Out of, out of seven. What is out of seven? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we have I two more two up. more rounds. Oh, You're gonna no. have to do really well. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Other things Abraham could have sacrificed. <laughs> There's no blank. Just other things okay. Abraham could have sacrificed. Oh man, uh, I can't put that one. <laughs> uh, None of these fit that. Man, maybe I will put that one though. Just for funsies. Sacrifice. Let's see what you got. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, okay. All right. Let's uh, see. 
that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> now, I which one. But <laughs> now, now I know which one's yours. Uh, let's see. Sometimes the ones that make no sense are sometimes the best ones, though. So I, I will say. All right. Other things Abraham could have sacrificed. A humongous scapular. Oh, okay. <laughs> or focus missionaries. <laughs> you can focus your own son. Or, hey, how about some focus missionaries? Focus missionaries. I, or a humongous scapular. Yeah. That, too. <laughs> I don't know how you really would sacrifice that, but, but man. Hmm. A humongous scapular or focus missionaries. I'm just imagining Abraham. <laughs> Just <laughs> cutting that scapular in half. Jesus, cutting, <laughs> cutting the scapular in half. <laughs> oh man, this isn't that hard. Yeah, God, man, jeez. Hmm. I think I got to go for the scapular. <gasps> really? I, didn't think I would get that one. Oh, yes, just that makes us because tie. again, like I, yeah, it's a tie. This yeah. it, oh, it is Thank three. You, three. You didn't know that so, was mine. I so did not is, know it was yeah. yours. So this is the last. This is last the last hand. round. Last round. It is okay. anybody's game. Wow. All right, here we go. The last one. The topic of the next papal encyclical. Um, (laughs) Oh, I have a perfect one. Oh, he has a perfect one. (laughs) You better do good, Kyle. Okay. You might lose. All right. I know know I'm going to win. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, he knows. Okay, okay. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got going on here. While you're shuffling, our total so far for fundraising is $20,000. Four hundred and twenty dollars. Nice. So well on our way to our goal, but still, still a decent amount. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The topic of the next papal encyclical: (laughs) (laughs) being a fish during the parting of the Red Sea, or mistakenly asking a seminarian for confession. (laughs) (laughs) Man, wow. Pope Francis, what's he been, what's he up to? <laughs> Mistakenly asking a seminarian for confession. That's awkward. Um, <laughs> or being a fish during the parting of the Red Sea. That would be very interesting. That'd I would be, be intri- I would be intrigued to hear what Pope Francis would say about being a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Mm. We can all relate. To the fish. (laughs) (laughs) As the seas were being parted. (laughs) Man, honestly, hmm, I don't know. Hmm. I kind of want to go for being a fish. (laughs) Yes, yes, Yes! thank you, Anna. (laughs) All right, that means the bishop has won. That was close. I call for a rematch sometime. Next time. But I like that. You know, that'd be a good meditation of what it would have been like being a fish at the Red Sea. I'm looking forward to that homily. I'm I'm intrigued to to what you you come up with. You could write an Episcopal letter (laughs) on it. (laughs) All right. Well, I love that. (laughs) Just a reminder, we are doing a fundraiser right now. If you'd like to support Redeemer Radio, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com, click on Donate. You can call or text the Holy Cross College text line. 260-436-9598. 260-436-9598. Uh, Matt Kelty just donated. Thank you much, Matt. And also, we are doing, if you donate $500 or more, we'll mention you at the beginning of an episode of Truth and Charity as a sponsor for that episode. And also, the first five people that do that will be matched. So that's an, an easy way for us to just get $1,000 towards our goal. Also, tonight, be sure to check out, we've got, it's going to be streaming on YouTube and Facebook, a live event with a bunch of 
I'd call it shenanigans, as well as we're going to be talking about the mission and some of the future of Redeemer Radio, some things that we weren't able to get into now. Uh, We've got some testimonials from different people. We've got priests doing all kinds of fun stuff, playing guitar, playing games. One of them is talking about fly fishing. Wow. If you want to find out which priest enjoys fly fishing, just a bunch of short kind of fun things from people around the diocese. So tune in for that. You can find information about that if you go to RedeemerRadio.com slash all in. You can register. It's free to register. And you can be reminded about the event tonight or go to our Facebook page and you can sign up there as well and say that you're going and it'll give you a little alert. But tune in for that tonight at 7 p.m. And Bishop, we only have a little bit of time, but we do have a few questions that came in if you're up for it. Someone asked... (coughs) If someone has prepared well with the help of the Holy Spirit and goes into the confessional and prayerfully tells Father their sins and the priest interrupts and doesn't let them finish and gives them absolution, are all the sins they intended to confess absolved or should they turn around and go to another priest? Good question. That's never happened to me. Uh, as a confessor? Hap- no, as a, as a penitent. Con- okay. I never had the... Pre- Did you ever have that happen to you? No. 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 But if it would happen, uh, I, the answer to that question I would give is that, um, you know, if there are venial sins that you weren't uh, able to confess because the priest interrupted, they would be forgiven because you have the intention, you go in there, all the sins of your past life, you're sorry, those venial sins would be absolved. But... Um, but I would say not when it comes to mortal sins. Okay. Um, if that would happen, which would be very, you know, unfortunate, then, you know, I would, I would stop the priest Mm -hmm. and say, listen, father, I have to confess this sin or something. Or if it's not possible, then you have to go to another priest for confession, but you should never let a mortal sin go unconfessed. All right. My son, Frank Hyman, who is eight years old turns nine in uh, about a week or two. He asked me a question. I said, I'll ask Bishop. He said, and this is a quote from him. Was Satan a thing before earth was? If not, when was he a thing? Hey, Frank, good (laughs) question. And Frank, um, let me be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, Yeah, Happy birthday, Frank, nine years old. That's great. That's a good question. to answer it, Satan was a being, yes. Uh, we know that he existed before man was created, before Adam and Eve were created, okay? Because obviously he was the uh, in the form of a serpent, tempted them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a being, a, a, uh, a spiritual being uh, that was created by God. He was created as a good angel. And this would have been prior to the creation of the earth. So... Um, not only was uh, Satan created, now he was a good angel. Um, you know, he's also called Lucifer, and other angels were created, and they were all created good, but they chose uh, to rebel against God. They became evil by their own doing. They became devils. So um, so hopefully uh, that answers your question. All right. Father Eric Bergner from St. Vincent's in Fort Wayne this has, has got to be a food question. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Father Eric always calls in. Is it a food question? You know what he said? I, I talked to him recently. He said uh, he's always listening at noon uh-huh. when he's hungry. And okay. so whenever we say submit questions, he's always thinking about questions about food. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, he's got a three-parter. Chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin cookies, tacos or burritos, 
and then cheeseburger or chicken sandwich? Well, I can answer in one of two ways. Okay. One is if I had a choice, which would I eat? Uh Uh-huh. And then it would be the healthier option because I'm very, pretty self-disciplined about my diet. Okay. Um, But if he's asking me which I would prefer to eat and Uh enjoy more, then it would be the opposite. Okay. So let me tell you, if I had a choice between a chocolate chip and an oatmeal raisin cookie, Uh I would choose the oatmeal raisin because it's healthier. Uh Uh-huh. But I would not enjoy it as much as the chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Fair enough. Good. And with the tacos and burritos, I would choose the taco because I think it probably has is healthier, a little less fat. Um, and probably, I, you know what? I think I like tacos better than burritos. There you go. So that's an, that goes against what I said. Cheeseburger <laughs> or chicken sandwich, I would definitely enjoy a cheeseburger more. But uh-huh. I would uh, have the self-discipline to order a chicken sandwich instead. Very good. All right, well, we are out of time. Our thanks to Lisa Didier, who sent in a donation. You can still do that. Go to RedeemerRadio.com and click on Donate. You can still call the Holy Cross College text line. You can text it also, 260-436-9598. And tune in tonight for our special event. It's going to be live at 7 p.m. You can find more information at the website. And Bishop, before we go, can we get your Episcopal blessing? Sure. The Lord be with you. And And with with your your spirit. spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. This was a lot of fun. And thanks to all the donors to Redeemer Radio. Great. And right now we're going to turn things (laughs) over to the most recent episode of The Daily Refill. So enjoy. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services to save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.